Hello, hello everybody. How's everybody's doing? I am alive and kicking. My name is Mohammed. Today's date is January 10, time 9.35 p.m. Uh, hopefully, uh, welcome to this podcast. Hopefully, it's, an, edu- uh, it's a, an educational podcast, not an entertaining podcast. And uh, today's quote that I will be talking about, uh, I haven't really got it ready. Uh, rich people believe I create my life. Poor people believe life happens to me. Very strong words. Who said it? He said, uh, T. Harv Eker? E-K-E-R. I won't say rich, well, rich people do believe that way. That's true. But I just, okay. So, this kind of statement a little bit bothers me because, um, this is someone who's when okay first thing first when you find someone that tells you rich people do this poor people do that it's more almost like a black and white because you know definition of a rich of course is you know having a lot of money and having a lot of wealth assets and why not and They do have the mentality in their head, I can create these things. But at the same time, there are rich people who are, they don't have that mentality, right? Yet, they're still able to be rich. So, if I were to break this, I would say, rich people believe and define rich in this context or this particular context as, you know, rich in life, rich in, 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 in health and wealth, rich in uh, uh, a status of being. Because when you have a status of being uh, of, of, a, of a rich individual, I create my, you will create your life. If you have a, a status of, or a being of like, you know, this person is this, this, this life is like that. This is not, should have been, you know, you're breaking the law. Uh, you know, when your <laughs> tenants will be like, you can't do this to me. You're breaking the law. They don't even know majority. Majority of them don't even know what's the law entitles when it comes to landlord and tenant act. But, you know, you'll have these kind of resp- responses. Right, I know for a fact in 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 Ontario, right? You're not bond by uh, what do you call it? If anybody, if if anybody, nobody can, for, no landlord will be able to force you on a on a on an on an agreement, right? Unless it's been approved by the landlord and tenant board uh, act. Rent, deposit is a must. The uh, you know the loss of the like nobody can force you to find you know a tenant. And I have no problem. Like for I remember a few uh, 
a few months ago, I was paying, not a few months ago, sorry, last year, I was paying, oh, sorry, not last year. Is it two years ago? Yeah, we're in 2020, so it's two years ago. So it's two years ago, I uh, I found uh, a rental. I was renting in Kingston. I found a place that I can rent for a year. I found a lease. And I was paying 15, uh, sorry, uh, 1100 in Kingston in Victoria. Uh, Victoria Street, I believe it's called. Or Virginia, sorry, Virginia Street. Uh, literally, I only stayed for two months. No more. I only stayed for two months. I had to break it. Because I was paying 50, sorry, uh, one, uh, 1100 per month plus my internet uh, and uh, plus the utilities, whatever the utilities was there, right? And that was for one bedroom apartment. And within two months, I was able to have a deal with one of the motels you know, Raj, uh, I met this beautiful host, uh, Raj. He owns multiple motels in uh, Kingston. One of the motels is the Super 8. One of the, the other motel that he also have is the Maple Crest Inn, right? He have another motel, I just don't remember what's the name of it. But he have three motels in Kingston. And I told him what I do, what's, you know, and what I need. He's like, you know what? Come here. I'll give you the room for X amount of dollars. And I found myself paying a lot more than 50% for my room. Less, sorry, less uh, by 50%. Almost 50%. Not, not really there, but almost 50%. And guess what? I'm getting free Wi-Fi. I'm not paying for any extra heating. I'm not paying for and I am even I'm even getting my room cleaned. I got my own bed sleeping. I don't need to buy a bed because I had to buy my own bed right, uh, for that uh, apartment. So what created that is my mentality. My mentality created that because I wasn't planning to rent the, the apartment for, for so long. I was just trying to rent it for, you know, the time I needed to stay. But I wasn't, I had a problem, but I couldn't find the solution. And in order for me to get the solution, I need to pay for apartment just to be here so I can find a solution to my problem. I'm not here every day of my life in Kingston. No, I'm going to go back for my birthday my girl's birthdays uh any issues with the family that needs to be taken care of any problems you know the breaks you know time off and stuff like that so i need to go back to my family in london ontario so uh, an apartment a contract in an apartment doesn't make any sense i'm willing to pay for it for the first two months three months right until i found a solution to my problem and i thank god i found it in in the in the spam that i actually uh planted to right it's actually I found it within a month. The second month was already gone. I'm already gone. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, people will make you sign is that you need to find your own tenant, right? Uh, when you decide to leave. I have no problem losing my, uh, my last month's rental for them to find a tenant behind me, after me. That's fine. That's, uh, that's not a problem. But, uh, again... 
people when they look at that they'll be like no i want my money da 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 and they'll be like oh you can't do this you i'm going to i'm going to fight it in court da 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 you know go ahead fight it in court i mean it's it's literally a, i'm i'm this is how i'm looking at it i paid uh, uh let's just say i paid uh 1100 and now i'm paying uh 550 for example it's not 550 it's more but i'm just saying i'm being consistent in my record let's say i'm paying 550 right right now in the motel so imagine this would you like to fight to get your thousand and one hundred back or would you like to go leave it and just pay 550 and guess what you're still gonna be paying less rent you know move on with your life because to me i'm willing to lose the money it's it's not that I and I understand people will say no I you know you can use it you need it for something else you can pay you know uh, your car why not right but to me is because I have the mentality of I can make that money back it's not worth it for me to actually look for it or even fight about it or even argue with it. I mean, a lot of people will give you the, you know, a lot of landlord, a lot, a lot of landlords will give you the tactic of like, you know, I'm gonna try to scare you. You're gonna have to find someone. This is your problem. And I'll tell them, you know what? Keep the money. Now it's your problem. <laughs> Nobody can force you. Nobody can force anything on you. Once you have things on, under contract, right? Majority of the people, the landlord's problems is fighting tenants. And they try to solve that problem. But trust me, if they can't find tenant right now, whatever amount of money you put in the rental, like the last month rental or the the deposit that you're going to lose or why not, right? Doesn't really uh, help them. Majority of time, it doesn't really help them find a tenant. You know, especially in the winter time. In the winter time, it's a bit hard to find a tenant. Uh, it's not that there is no people. There are not. No one's looking for rental in the winter times. Uh, it's just the number of people that are looking for rentals are slimmer than the number of people who are looking to move uh, or renting in the summertime is higher. I don't know the exact percentage, but I can tell you that for a fact. It's it's. It's kind of a proven record. Nobody wants to move in the wintertime, right? And the majority of students, that's why they like to start their uh, their schooling in September because the summer is nice and they're moving in in the summer, right? And that's that's how I look at it. I, like, I look at... I'm not like a rich person right now. I'm not a rich person, but I do... I do that my mentality. I always think about creating things. I think about... What can I do to, you know, create things? What what do I need? What it needs to be like? I don't I don't contemplate on issues. I have. I, I it's so funny. I actually talked about this with with this particular next part. I talked about this with my one of my supervisors. I told them, I am I am an emotion. I am not an emotional person. I can. I can handle your emotions. I can 
accommodate your emotions. I can respond to your emotions, uh, you know, properly or, you know, accommodate your, your, your emotional needs and stuff like that. But, <clears throat> apologies. <clears throat> that Coke is kicking, is kicking in. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to bring you back to my reality. I'm going to bring you back to the reality, not necessarily mine, but I'll bring you back to the reality. Like you can tell me this person fucked up, this person fucked up. And people like a few days ago, we had an argument where one of our coordinators uh, was assumed to be a supervisor's a supervisor. And even though I, I already and and I mentioned with clear text that this is not a supervisor. He is a coordinator, not for anybody. It's for me. He helps me with my own work. He's not supervising anybody. Nevertheless, people, a lot of drivers were sending him, you know, invoices. They're sending him reimbursement uh, receipts. They're sending him da 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 da. Even though I made it very clear, they can do it, but it's very clear. It's because eventually it's going to come to me. Like when you're sending things to him, it's going to come to me, but he's not responsible for it. He's my the guy who person the work the person who helps me on my work and for some reason someone thought he was a supervisor and he was supposed to come and help him uh he snapped because first of all the way the one of the drivers requested for the help wasn't really a polite way first of all so he snapped and he almost wanted to punch one of the drivers the issue came back to me and I told them I not only did I told them that but I understand where the situation comes from where the problem comes from right I know where it is right it's not the driver it's uh, an accumulation of of uh, frustration of something I don't know what it is. I don't know the details of what is that frustration and he doesn't want to share that driver but at the same time I also had to sit down and talk to my coordinator because my, he was responding emotionally to what's going on. And I need him to know that this is not how life works. It doesn't, you cannot just respond to whatever life throws at you. If you think you're going to respond emotionally, you stop and you let me know. I'm a logical person. I can respond emotionally with you, but you'll never find me emotionally respond to any business decision. Because I know any emotional response into this kind of situation, this particular situation will actually reflect badly and poorly on the performance of both, of both individuals. The driver will take resentment. And I have no interest in my head of creating resentment. So my approach with the driver was literally, this is not you. I don't know what's going on, right? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested to know what's happening, what happened in your life, right? But with the person who's responding the way you respond, this is not you. It's either you have something accumulated in the background about you know, uh, whatever bullshit there is, 
that made you think that this person is responsible for your work and he's supervising you, I'm letting you know right now, and I'll say it again, even though I already said it before, he's not a supervisor. When he come and help you, this is him going and coming to help you. That's his decision to come and help you. Not because he's quote unquote a supervisor. No, he's not. He's a coordinator. He's the one who's responsible for everything that I give him from issues, receipts, uh, vehicle maintenance and stuff like that. Uh, he's there for me, not you. And I'm one, I want to I address the situation that there is an outside influence that is influencing the driver behavior. Because think about it this way. It's never the, the person you're working with. Never. And particularly this driver, I can 100% say it, it is not, this is not how he responds normally. There is something that frustrated him, an outside reference. And it's my job to find out what it is so I can cut it and get back the peace. My goal is not to disturb the balance between people and disturb the peace between them. My goal is to clarify the, the, the situations of things. And if situations continue as it is, I need to make sure it's cleared out because if I don't, you're going to have resentment. You're going to have people not happy. I already explained that to the driver. So for me, I created that. But in order for someone to create that, they, they have to have the amplitude and the, 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 the intention. I, I, I can say it's the intention, but it's... Um, I don't want it to sound like, you know, uh, uh, an actionable thing, but let me, let me give, let me, let me give you a better understanding, right? I have a lens I look from, and I've said this before, my lens, uh, when I'm operating with someone that I'm working with and any of my workers, any of my staff, any of my guys, I will look at it from this particular lens, my lens that I'm looking through is basically who am I is the possibility of leadership for leaders sharing caring and wealth pointing fingers at people does not match with what I am uh, looking through my lens when I'm caring about someone I don't point finger at them this is your problem this is your bullshit get the fuck uh, you know, handle it, whatever the word is, I just don't know, right, I look at it this way, I look at it, it's maybe a misunderstanding from my side, I will take the leadership and say, hey, this is me, this is my problem, I'm here to fix it, you don't normally do that. This is not how you respond. You don't normally respond like that. There is something wrong. It is either outside or influencer or something outside influencing you to say that. 
and I need to find that influence and cut it off of you because it's harming you. You need to understand that. Like, I'm building a team. I'm building a, a group of or a team or a group of guys, a group of uh, high efficiently people. But I need them to also understand I am there for them. Like we have one of our drivers. He used to, he used to work with us. Um, put rumors in our team, basically on how to do things. What what's what's things that could be you know uh, we're lying about or stuff like that. He's a good driver, by the way. He's a he's a very good driver. Uh, he does his routes. He sometimes, from time to time, he help, right? Uh, we did use him to uh, uh, expand our network in Owen Sound, right? Uh, we offered we offered him uh, multiple, like we offered him a vehicle, and I think he he had at some point his vehicle broke down, and we even got him a new vehicle. Um, so he's a perfect, like he's he's a really good driver in terms of performance. He is on top of the performer. And he's pretty good. But in the last few days when he was working with us, or the last few months that he was working with us, he was, he started to get this rumor going uh, that basically impacted the performance of a lot, a lot of individuals in the team. Into the point, it's so funny that some people will think uh, that when they're doing something, that other person they're doing it to does not know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what it is, but human beings have the capability of knowing when someone is trying to harm them. They I, call it whatever you want to call it. I think of it not, I don't think of it as an intuition. I think of it as you are tel telepathically telling another person, I want to harm you. You know, when you look at a person from a distance, right? And you feel like, like, uh, sorry, someone looks at you at a dislike from a distance and you feel like somebody's looking at you. You get that feeling that you're being watched. That kind of style. People will, will know exactly what's happening. So you need to understand, like going back to the, I don't want to derail too much, but going back, we had to create a space for this guy to to understand that whatever rumors he's putting out it's eventually going to come to me and I'm going to handle it it's either he stops this BBS that he's doing or I'm going to have to take more steps because I am not allowing this to happen or to continue to happen you know you have the right to have you know a second group where you don't want or you know you don't want me in it and you want to have conversation with the guys about, you know, about life, about friends and why not, feel free. That's your right. But when you're going to come and impact how we operate, how we work, how we, uh, you know, respect each other in a workplace, you're going to have to come to me eventually. And this is this is this is an example of, of what I see in my in my in my work.
Like you have people who will say, <laughs> last year, I do remember this, well, we had a driver where he brought a second driver and the second driver we had, sorry, I'm not putting names because I don't want to introduce uh, individuals from my company uh, into this podcast because I don't have their permission to introduce them. I don't have, I can only tell stories about them. Right? Uh, one of our drivers, right? Uh, let's call him driver number one, brought in a second driver. Uh, the second driver is a she, second driver. So the second driver basically had a lot of potential, a lot of potential, uh, uh, potential of being like a, a, a supervisor, literally. She had a lot of potential. Uh, and that's what happened. She became a supervisor with us, right? And the first driver, after knowing that, he created a jealousy out of it. Uh, jealousy, resentment that, you know, he's been there longer than her. That is true. Uh, but that doesn't mean he can do, he can do whatever she can do. Yes. And that doesn't mean he's qualified to be a supervisor. Now, not to mention, because of the situation and the heated spaces between them, the first driver, we basically said, you don't need a supervisor, right? You don't need a supervisor. If you have an issue, you contact Amir. If Amir have an issue, Amir will contact you directly. Right? You two don't meet. So... She have her capabilities, she have her uh, work on her hand, right? And he is just basically driving for one route every uh, every week. Well, he works uh, five days a week and he have two days off. And, and the days he's working, he works. The days he's off, he play baseball. <laughs> or I don't think baseball, I think it's football. Is it? Anyway, but that's, and you know, some people don't think that we don't know what's happening. No, we know, we know. When one party feels the resentment, the other party will always feel the resentment. And the majority of time, the second party or the other party will always talk about this resentment to, with, the, with the management or whoever is on the top there or, you know, a relative. And some of them will actually face the first party. But in the, in the last, in, in, this, in this particular uh, quote, I don't believe rich people are the only people who create. If you're talking about rich people as in rich, not in money, but rich in wisdom, rich in knowledge, rich in understanding, rich in intention, rich in values, because their richness, their values, their intentions, their, I will call it uh, lens, the richness of their lens, that they're viewing the obstacles or problems or situations from, is what guides them to say, I can create. Right? I create my life. I can create my life. 
or I create my life. Right? But rich people in general don't. They don't have that mentality. Not if you want to define rich people, rich people definition by definition in, in term of money. Not everyone can say I create my life. I would say rich people have a lot of insurance. The person who say I create my life. They would say I have a lot of insurance. But again, I could be I could be wrong. That's not really a statement that someone can back up. Right? Uh, and same goes with the poor person or the poor people, according to this quote. Life happens to me. Mm. Again, to me is the lens that they're looking from. Because mm. people, uh, poor people, they look at problems all the time coming at them. Right? What is the problem here? What is the problem there? Right? So uh, one of our supervisors, oh man. There is a there is one person that we have uh, one of our supervisors. He's, she's a supervisor. She she's a great person, by the way. She's a great person. In general, she's a per great person. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say perfect because nobody's perfect. Uh, she's a great person. Her issue is Amir is the, she's under Amir. She's responsible of Amir. Every time she comes to me with issues, she will let me know the issues. But because she's under Amir, I can't help her with the issue. I will always tell her, go to Amir. And this is what I do. She'll have the issues and she'll call Amir. Amir is, again, Amir is the kind of person who is a straight up to the point. You know, logical, very logical. He's not emotional whatsoever. I'm an emotional person. I can, I can accommodate your emotions, but eventually I am a logical person. Right? So... He basically, uh, well, she basically calls him <laughs> a lot uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, mainly business, uh, but some of them are like illogical. Like, for example, uh, we have drivers that, uh, you know, when they deliver in front of a house uh, and they drive into the driveway, they will stop. And some of them, well, because, you know, it's just a two-second walk to the door, they will leave the door open, right? And it's a, it's a habit by the driver. Now, it's not a good habit, but nevertheless, in safe communities, you can technically do it and run away with it. She will call Amir because she's not supervising that particular driver. So she will call Amir and let him know this driver did this. Amir will be like, did the guard, uh, did, 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 is, is he, like, he'll be, he'll be like, like, is, is, evaluate the situation. Like, first of all, evaluate the situation. Where is he at? Where is he delivering at? You know, residentials, kids are playing outside, you know, uh, uh, not a, not a high traffic location. Like, not a lot of cars are going there. There's not like, you know, the city where you have many people crossing the street. No, they're not. <laughs> It's like, why are you calling me about this? 
There is no point of you wasting your time picking up the phone and letting you know that this person left the door open for two seconds and came back to the door, to the car. I understand if you find it in the middle of the city, I will totally agree with you because two seconds is more than enough for a drunk person to actually get in and take the car and go. But this is not a concern. And not to mention, it's not her job to audit the drivers. He's not being uh, paid to audit any driver. Or, well, she doesn't, obviously she doesn't get paid for supervising that driver. She's not, it's not her team. So why does he needs to know about what another team is doing. It's a more or less, you know, I want to stir problems. No, it doesn't work that way, dude. Like, this is, and I had a conversation with her on that. Like, you need to understand your team is what you want to focus on. Not don't focus on other people' problem. That's not your problem. If he loses the the packages, that's not your problem. That's his problem. If the vehicle got stolen, that's not your problem. That's an insurance problem. If uh, let's say he he got he got he got into an accident and God forbid, knock on. I don't have wood here to knock on, but God forbid, that's not your problem. That's his problem. If the car is not working anymore, that's not your problem. That's his problem. And we're going to help him tow it. We're going to help him get a new vehicle. We're going to help him continue with the route with the spare vehicles. We have multiple spare vehicles ready whenever these drivers have an issue with their main with their main vehicles. It's not your problem. Look after your team. There are people who actually search for problems. But I, when they come to me, I tell them, focus. Your focus right now is this station. Your focus right now is this group of people. Your focus is this hiring process. Your focus is this and that and that. Don't look at other people, what they're doing. Focus on what you are doing. Because that's what you're being paid for. I understand it may look wrong in your side. And it's totally understandable. It's right. But that focus takes you out of what you're supposed to be focusing on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Uh, I don't really have a, uh, what do you call it? A crystal ball. And again, like I said before, this is my view on the cubic on the cube, right? And I feel that it's closer to the nature or to the law as as humanly possible, right? Or as into 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 the success of a uh, of 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 an operation or instead of uh, of a business, right? Who am I? Is the possibility of leadership for leaders, sharing, caring, and wealth? 
You guys have a great evening, morning, or night, wherever you're at. Have a good day.